Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture, featuring your hosts, Lane Stipe and DJ Pin Hollow. This is Nerd Talk Ellipse. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and welcome to the third episode of Nerd Talkalypse. My name is Lane. And my name's Deej. And as always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC, specializing in the Flash and Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow on CW, to The Walking Dead, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything else in between. That's right. We've got an action-packed episode for you guys, and we're going to be uh, talking about quite a few things here. We'll be talking about your mo- our most recent Batman vs. Superman trailer. It was really awesome. Uh, talk a little bit about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. We, I know we mentioned it, I think, in our last episode, but we're going to actually give you the synopsis on this uh, <clears throat> the script. And our thoughts on that, and maybe you know, maybe a couple little fan theories here. But then we got the latest episode of The Walking Dead that we're going to be talking about. Um, followed by uh, the, our usual topics, The Flash, Arrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and things like that. But uh, first things first, we're going to do... Uh, a segment called Nerd News, and we're going to talk about the latest and greatest from our favorite things. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. All right, everybody. First things first, happy Leap Day. This is uh, February 29th, 2016. And uh, we're going to get right into our nerd news segment, and we're going to start off by giving you a Star Wars news um, thing that I read, and it's about Star Wars Rogue One um, that should be in theaters sometime this year. I can't remember if it was May or um, December. I don't, I'm don't. i not really sure. But the first thing is it, they confirmed a new um, take on Darth Vader, a more brutal Darth Vader, and also confirmed James Earl Jones returning as the voice again, which he also is the voice in Star Wars Rebels of Darth Vader. Um, sounds a little different in that show, but I'm very excited to see a new uh, brutal Darth Vader in this in this movie. Oh yeah, me too, because there's a lot of Star Wars fans and they love the old Star Wars movies, but you have to admit, 
the fight with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan was a little dry. You can tell it was just hard to move in that suit. And, but with the special effects we have now, we'll see some Darth Vader like he's meant to be seen. Like, <clears throat> for sure. It's very, very exciting. And the the next thing is also another piece of Star Wars news. Um, just for, for the fans of The Force Awakens out there, because I know they are a plenty. Um, we got The Force Awakens 3-disc Blu-ray set releasing on April 5th. Um, I believe that was confirmed. I saw it at the uh, store the other day. Uh, but it's going to have seven deleted scenes um, included. And then I, I also believe that the movie is going to be released on like March 15th on iTunes and um, Google Play Store and things like that for those who download their movies. I'm not sure about Vudu or anything like that, but I know it will be available on there like that. But uh, um, We have uh, verified that the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has begun filming. Which is awesome. I just actually recently watched the first one. I hadn't seen it yet, and I watched it last week, and I loved it. So I'm excited for the second one. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be uh, awesome. I can't wait to see that movie. Hey, and it's very exciting. We also have some new um, uh, interesting news about Arrow uh, and Cupid from I believe season two, if I remember correctly, is returning to Arrow, um, which is fairly interesting. I, I'm excited to see. Uh, what you know? She's still gonna have a crush on Oliver and all that good stuff. Yeah, and she uh, she suits her name pretty well. You know, she's also an archer. She has her little heart arrows, and she had this ridiculous crush on Ollie, obviously. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, anyway, next in nerd news, uh, uh, the Hulk has been rumored to be appearing in Civil War. I don't know what his role will be or how that's gonna happen, considering where Avengers: Age of Ultron left off. Um. You know, it may just very well be like a, uh, like something that, you know, they were just seeing him on screen or, or something like that. Maybe it'll just be Bruce Banner. Like, well, I'm not really seen, sure. I've seen a lot of different, ever, ever since this movie was going to come out, there's been, is he going to be in it? Is he not going to be in it? I've seen things he is or he's not. I, I mean, he's been confirmed for Thor Ragnarok for sure. Yeah. Well, the reason I've seen on Civil War, he's not, he wasn't, they weren't going to put him in it because whatever team he's on is going to have that unfair advantage of having the Hulk on it. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that's I what I think read, that. you know, that's not... But, hey, I mean, it'll prepare us for a Planet Hulk that we know is, We know they're making. They're going to be making a Planet Hulk movie, so hopefully... I think, actually, Ragnarok is going to put us into that, maybe. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not I bet you it does. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Mar- Marvel does seem to do a pretty good job of connecting all their movies. Um, but, anyway, the next thing we're going to talk about is the actually the Batman vs. Superman Blu-ray DVD release... The in-home release is supposedly rumored to have an R rating, aside from its PG-13 rating that's going to be in theaters. Um, you're going to be able to pick up a rated R version of the movie, which is seems strange to me. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I can't imagine Batman and Superman being like foul-mouthed or anything. Yeah, fucking Deathstroke. Or, <laughs> like, I can't see Batman saying that. or I don't know. But whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Zombieland 2 has still and has been in development. It's been a while. I know we've been wanting this movie for a long time. A lot of Zombieland fans out there. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be really awesome. To Will he up. ever get his Twinkies? Did Did he get his Twinkie in the last one? I think he got one. Yeah, he ate one. They were full of buckshot? No, he got a Twinkie, I think. Well, hopefully he gets some more. Something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. But anyway, we got. We also heard news about uh, Spaceballs two, um, which is interesting. I haven't. Wa- I haven't watched Spaceballs in probably ten years. We're gonna have to watch that soon. Yeah, uh, just for a re-up. But I remember it pretty vividly uh, for the most part. But the 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 poster says the Schwartz awakens, which is hilarious, and something about the quest for more money. 
Um, I don't know. It's it's very very good satire on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. And uh, a little bit of Civil War news. Uh, we know Ant Man. Uh, he's gonna have a new costume in Civil War, which we've heard a different a, b- a couple people might have different costumes in Civil War. Right, and uh, what's his name? Black Panther says there's there's been articles all over the internet this week about how he straight up the guy who's playing him I can't remember his name right now but he said that Black Panther is not a superhero so um, I don't know if he's gonna be like a, like a mercenary like Deadpool or or something along those lines. Well, but he's not not a superhero like in the comic books. He he wasn't he, I don't know he 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 runs his own island. He just he, I don't know anything about Avengers. him. When he, from what I know, he you know he helps the Avengers when he can, and he he he's part of a lot of different episodes. And well, I mean, I don't I don't see him as a bad guy. I don't know what that guy's coming from. On right. That, but. Well, I guess we'll uh, have to wait and see what's going on. We got uh, Ryan Reynolds got a hefty payday from Deadpool's success, which I mean, it's it's, it's it, it, oh yeah. I mean, I just read this morning Deadpool had a uh, another like thirty five point five million dollar weekend. Jesus, like that's. That's ridiculous. Uh, on top of it's all, you know, it's success already. It's so you know we're getting some good Deadpool movies to, uh, coming up. Right. It's it's it. I, I'm very excited about it because Deadpool was awesome, as you guys already know. What our thoughts on Deadpool are. Um, another another big thing in in Walking Dead news this week that we're really excited about, and to try to not be too spoilery about it, but uh, uh, you all heard the name Negan, especially in last night. They they mentioned him several times. Um, I, we won't tell you what he does, but he he is very foul mouthed in the comic books, and it's something that Lane and I have been worried about for years, actually, since we've met him in the comic series um, about how AMC is going to do it when they uh, when he finally makes it on screen. Um, but what we heard this week was that they they still plan to push the limits of AMC for his inaugural appearance. But I don't think it'll be exactly the way it was in the comic books. But we did hear that they are filming everything twice. So we will get to see some version of his comic book counterpart on Blu-ray. Which I'm very excited about. I guess we'll, uh, I'll be buying the Blu-ray for sure just to see that. Because uh, Negan's one of my most favorite characters of all time. And, and uh, We've been guessing about that for a while anyway. Because we knew it's on TV and we can't. They can't give the mouth that Negan has, and we've been guessing for a while that they're going to do a DVD release of him, and it's kind of it's cool that it's confirmed. Right. I mean, filming everything twice is sucks for them, but I think that they they all realize the importance of Negan's character and and how he he must he has to be that foul mouth dude. Like, oh, I'll be buying the DVD for sure. No, oh, that I I have to see it. I've been waiting for years to see him, you know, established on television but the next thing we have is uh oh they actually have a working title like a uh i guess it's like um a studio title type deal for the justice league movie uh, the one by after you know that'll precede batman vs superman um i guess much like the star wars one that they announced a few weeks back um like they they used to call star wars i can't remember which one of them but one of them was called blue harvest the new one's called uh space bear but the Justice League working title is called Caveman, which I don't know if it leads to anything in the movie at all, but that could mean, I mean, Vandal Savage, which... Like, this is the real Vandal Savage we're talking about, not this uh, Legends of Tomorrow Vandal Savage that are introducing everybody to. We 
people that know the comics know that Vandal Savage was a caveman when he received his abilities, and he doesn't have anything to do with Hawkman and Hawkgirl, which I don't, and I don't understand all that. But right, and I mean, it also I don't know where they would get it from, but I guess it could mean it could just be something that they're trying to cover up for Dark Side or something like that. I'm not really sure, but that's just something they released. Uh, we don't really know much about it right now, but it's pretty cool. And uh, I don't know how many people out there play the game Rocket League, but it's a downloadable game on Xbox One and PS4. It's like a, it's like a, it's like soccer, but you use like cars and automobiles type of things. And they always have these downloadable contents. And one time it was a uh, DeLorean from Back to the Future. But coming up, they have the Batmobile you can download, which is awesome. It looked awesome. We saw a trailer for it. Yeah, it's a special from Batman vs Superman movie coming up. So. It's only like one ninety nine. So if you play the game, buy your Batmobile. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They're marketing the crap out of this movie. It better be good. It it's seriously gonna, better. I, so. I have. I have some serious. We're talking about it. Yeah, we're we're talking about it here. But um, no. one other one other really cool thing that happened this week. I uh, Lane actually per- purchased me a uh, a letter to Hogwarts. I got my acceptance letter finally. It wasn't from me. It was from Minerva McGonagall. Dude. Oh Set yeah, it right yeah. There <laughs> Whatever, it's awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite things that I've ever received as a gift, and I, I'm going to frame it. It even came with a ticket to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. It did. It, it very much did. I, I, I'm going to frame it and keep it, and it's definitely awesome. Um, uh, there, We heard some weird stuff about Steve Buscemi supposed to be Hank Pym on the Ant-Man movie, and it didn't work out that way, which I'm fine with it. I love <laughs> Steve Buscemi, don't get me wrong, but that is weird to me. And now they're rumoring him to be Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I love him. I love Spider-Man, <laughs> but I don't think I could take it seriously as him and Uncle Ben. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Steve Buscemi too, and I, he brings a certain level of comedy just with normal acting, that yeah. I just I don't know. I, I I can't see him in anything that isn't an Adam Sandler film. The Uncle Ben on Amazing Spider-Man. He was pretty perfect. Was I think he was perfect. I, I liked him. But anyway, the I guess we'll have to wait and see and how we know what they do, and I'm I'm sure they'll, they'll do it. It's not like Steve Buscemi's not capable. No, that's not. That's he's not a, what he's I'm a pretty capable just, actor. It's a strange. It is strange. It's a very strange thing to see someone from go from Adam Sandler movies to memes all over the world to Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I don't really know, but the, the last thing that I, we're going to add for the new news segment here is uh, apparently Star Wars Rogue One, which was from our first segment here, has been rumored to have a trailer before Batman vs. Superman. Hell yeah! So that's awesome. I cannot wait to see a full trailer for Star Wars Rogue One. They rumor trailers for before movies all the time, and most of the time it's all speculation. Um, so if we actually get to see one, then awesome, but... If not, I'm sure we'll get to see one over the summer for something. Um, maybe even Civil War. Who knows? And I'm sure most of you know this, but for people that don't, Rogue One actually takes place before A New Hope. 3, 4, and 5. No, 4, 5, four, five and, six. and 6. Yeah, And that's why Darth Vader's in it, as we mentioned earlier. It takes place between when we saw Anakin and when at the end of Darth Vader. All that in between, which is awesome. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually the story of... How Princess Leia ends up with the plans of the Death Star, like the the when she ha- when she holds it up to I can't someone in the movie I can't remember right now, but she holds it up to one of them and said a lot of people died for me to get this. 
So there's um, going to be a battle or something's going to go on. So uh, it's going to be a much darker take. It's not going to be like your friendly Star Wars movie that comes out, um, you know, every every ten years and now on for you know every year or every two years or whatever. Um, so it's definitely going to be very interesting. I, I can't wait to see. Well, that is it for our nerd news, and we're going to be getting into talking about uh, the Batman vs. Superman trailer. Yep, that's first on the list here. We're going to talk about our favorite things about this trailer. Alright, so the latest Batman vs. Superman trailer has delivered some of the coolest things that I've seen in any of the trailers so far. Yeah, we get to see, you know, we saw the stuff we've seen before, Batman and Superman, and we saw we got a glimpse of Wonder Woman in the, in the second trailer. But this trailer, we see her actually, you know, coming up with a little, little bit of action. She, and you also see her as a, a regular person in her dress, so that's interesting. Yeah, we actually hear her speak for the first time, which is pretty cool. Uh, she speaks as Diana, um, to I think she's speaking to Bruce Wayne, I believe. Yeah, she is. I mean, the thing with her Wonder Woman, she is Diana all the time. That's her, and then Wonder Woman is. You know, people know that she's Diana. She doesn't really have a. As far as I know, she doesn't have like a. She's not like a Clark Kent or a Bruce Wayne. She people know who she is. I'm pretty sure. Right. That's well. Yeah. I don't. I don't know too awful much about Wonder Woman, but um, she's kick ass. That's what I know. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, now, actually, a real quick thing on that. I had somebody ask me about uh, Wonder Woman having a shield and sword. He goes, "I thought she used a lasso." Well, she does have a shield and sword. I mean, a lot of people will know that. You know, you got you guys that you know. You know, you're Wonder Woman. She. Uh, you know, she's very famous with her lasso. She does use her lasso more often, and she has her little wrist gauntlet things that she, you know, blocks the bullets with and all that. But the shield and sword was a gift from the gods, as all of her, you know, all her powers were. And her shield, her sword, her la all of a gift from the gods. You know, like Zeus and Hermes and all those kind of gods. And so, there's, you know, that, so the shield and sword is not weird for her to have. It's a normal thing, so. Well, uh, and right off the bat in this trailer, it starts off with the, the Batman just kicking ass like oh brutal like this is the kind of ass kicking that you see on the Arkham games like it's awesome yeah it's it, and it's it, I I don't know the more I see it the more I just think Affleck is the most perfect looking Batman I ever like oh, I agree screw all the people that are talking shit about Affleck being Batman I he love it. looks awesome his suit looks awesome he just looks pimp and I just I, I cannot wait to see him you know, I mean, he, I know he's an older and seasoned Batman, but I think he just looks so proper and perfect. I, I can't wait to see him in the Justice League. And yeah, that is weird. They're, he's pretty old for starting before the Justice League, but I mean, it's the movie. The movie universe is a little different, like like uh, as always. Yeah, but I I don't know. I, I have much more faith in in the DC cinematic universe than I. I mean, it's gonna piss me off a lot more because I don't like I. I don't really care that much about. Marvel and what they're doing. I get, I do in a, I do, but I don't like. We we love Marvel. That's we love the stuff. We love the Hulk and all that. But they have been very inaccurate with a lot of their stuff, and it's just hard to really. And like I, I always say that they're they're screwing with continuity, and that bothers me. But like I know the Arrow and Flash do that same thing. Yeah, pretty bad. You know, but I don't, and I I think I'm just a DC fanboy. I I I always favor one over the other, but um. I don't, you know, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that DC doesn't screw with continuity. I know that they do. Um, you know, I mean, there's, Coming there's two of my cons on the Superman trailer, Superman versus Batman trailer. I have two cons that could very well screw with continuity to a point where I'm not going to like it too much. Right. 
um, and I know that I've heard people you know talk so much crap on Arrow and and things like that, and 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 I understand it, but you have to appreciate it for what it is. But I don't. I just don't like. I don't know. There's something about the way Marvel does it that just irritates me. When it came to when it came to the third reboot of Spider-Man, I just it just did it for me. Yeah, they've done that. They do a lot of the reboot. I mean, and I know Batman's been done. Yeah, he's been done and done and done. But there isn't really a Batman movie out there that was like just bad. Like, yeah, I I, I could say the only Spider-Man movie that I thought was pretty bad was the third one of the original with uh, Toby, Venom and Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I mean it was cool, but that to- Venom, Topher Grace was fucking Venom. That is weird. That was a disgraceful looking Venom. Venom, I mean, because you all remember from the comic books and the cartoons, he was humongous. This Venom was Spider-Man size. I just uh, it was a bad take on Venom for me. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I'm very excited uh, for just to see what the DC cinematic universe is going to come up with and if if the rumors are true and they do like merge sometime with the the TV universe which I just think it would be cool. I I mean I, the story might be a little strange. Um you know, I mean and it's going to be hard to get past like passing it off as multiverse whatever but i i still would be very excited to see you oh, know yeah, Stephen amell and ben affleck and henry cavill on screen together you know what i mean as like That'd some sort of shit. multiverse justice league you know with grant gustin and and even ezra miller's flash along with uh whatever the hell that guy's name is uh, he has Aquaman. a lot to live up to uh to be as good as grant gustin's yeah that's true because that he that the tv show flash is awesome like so, but he does a great job as a barrier. Anyway, moving on. Um, there's a there's a really quick still in the in the trailer um, of Superman, and he like I don't know if he's catching a missile or something, but it is it, whatever he's catching. It's super fast and super badass, and I just love I just love it. Like that's, I could watch that on a loop. That's not out of this world to know that Superman can catch missiles. It's just the way they did it looked awesome. Yeah, it's it's much it's much like that scene. I've never watched Superman it Returns. Bounces off his eyeball. Yeah, where that bullet bounces off Brandon Ruth's eye. But um, <laughs> that was cool as shit. I remember that. I've never seen that movie, but I that movie I, was okay. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. So. That's okay. I like him a lot more as the Adam on oh, Arrow. Absolutely. Um, um, there's a scene where. Now, we know how strong Superman is, but this just shows you even more. Batman is driving his Batmobile at Superman, and Superman just kicks it aside like it's bubble wrap. Like, he just kicked it to the wall like it was nothing. Like, like a fucking cardboard box. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and, he tear, and then he stands on top of the Batmobile and just tears off the top of it. Rips the doors right the fuck off. Yeah, and then, just stares at Oh, that face-to-face. I've seen it on the trailers, and it's. but when I see that in the movie theaters, I cannot wait for that scene. That is one of the movie, one of the mo- only movie trailers in a long time that just gives me goosebumps every Absolutely. time I watch it. Um, and um, then there's a really brief still. It, so it, short. Blink-and-you-miss-it-type like deal where Batman's standing over a field, and we see Darkseid's Omega symbol. Which I didn't. Lane actually had to tell him. I didn't know that was the name of it. Um, yeah, it's like uh, Alpha Omega. It's the Omega. He has his Omega rays. You know, he, he's all about the Omega word and all that phrasing and shit. And that's actually that's Darkseid uses that symbol. And it's carved. It's like crop circled into this field. It's huge. And it's, like it looks to be right outside the city. Uh, is he primarily a Superman villain? Yeah, because he's he's a god. Like he. Uh, 
he's a new god. Darkseid is he's in there. So and I don't know if you I don't know if you knew this or not, but um, actually Brian from work told me about like he reminded me that. And this is not something that they've done in, in any iteration of the Justice League that I've ever heard of or seen. But in the new world here, um, Metropolis and Gotham are only like a bridge apart. Really? Yes. It's really dumb. Not, I don't. Are you sure? Who's, I'm pretty who's, positive. What, and that doesn't make sense because I know they would be. They would have been. Why do you think that? Some, I, I, I read it somewhere and I forgot about it and then Brian reminded me um, but I pretty I don't know how accurate it is but in that thing that I had read that's what they said that they are right next to each other they're sister cities almost well then they would have confronted each other much sooner than this I don't I don't agree with it that. it just depends on on how long yeah exactly I it depends on how long Bruce Wayne's been Batman and how often he gets out of Gotham and then Batman forever and how new Superman is to the world of Batman like I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that, and I don't like it if it's gonna be like that. I don't know how true it is. I, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. To justify Batman being or Bruce Wayne being in that city when they're fighting, Batman or Bruce Wayne does own property in Metropolis. He has Wayne Enterprises all around. Right. So that could be where they're getting that. I don't think that they're sisters. I don't think. I don't think that they're gonna do that. Right. Not and not sister cities is like not. They're not twin cities because Batman's yeah, obviously darker not, and they're not that close. I just can't. I can't agree with that. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. This is just something that I had read and and I was reminded about and something like that. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that how that turns out. Because if that's the case, then that's just dumb. Because then you gotta think about it. In the Man of Steel movie, when all that alien, when all that was happening with Zod, if Batman was that close the entire time, he would have been there. Like. You know, he would have been doing something. So I don't agree that that was that close. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Uh, the uh, We're only... Well, we're, we're 25 days away from seeing that movie, so... Um, they, they ever... You know, it's growing ever so closer, and we're very excited. Um, and then... Uh, the, the last thing that happens in the trailer that was really cool is the, the moment where Batman's wearing his big metal suit, um, and he blocks a punch from Superman. He holds Superman's arm from... And he looks astounded. Yeah, like he looks like his mind is blown away from it. Um, Because remember, he just kicked his Batmobile to the side, and then now all of a sudden, this little man is blocking his punch. I mean, he's got a metal suit on, but there's no way that, like, you know, Superman would have much more confidence in knowing that that suit's not going to help the Dark Knight that much more. Right, like... uh... I mean, like in the comics, though, Batman. Like people are always like, "Well, how could Batman ever fight Superman?" And stuff, blah 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 blah. Like, we know Kryptonite could he could use Kryptonite, but in the comics, Super Batman did use make a suit that could rival Bat- Superman punch for punch. Now, ultimately, Superman could destroy pretty much anything he wanted. We know this, but we'll just see what happens. Um, and you know, now there are there are two cons for the movie that, and these are primarily my problems i mean i have a problem with it too the first one i have a problem with both of them um but it they make it look like in the trailer that lex is creating doomsday from zod now i know trailers can be very misleading but if the case if that's the case that he creates doomsday from like zod's aura or essence whatever i don't that's not that's not uh, doomsday is an alien from space he like crashed crash landed on earth in like a meteor or something has nothing to do with i don't understand why they're doing that all right, you guys know that's our random trivia. Yep, that, that means that Lane's gonna ask me a random trivia question. I have a Dragon Ball Z trivia question for DJ today. All right, I'll hit. I'll, I'll take it. 
Who are the two characters to have killed Cell in Dragon Ball Z? Um, Goku? Nope. Shit. Um, think go. about it. The, the, think of the first one. Who actually killed Cell? Go on. Yes. Now, there was one other instance where Cell was killed. Who did it? Gohan. Twice. No. No? Gohan killed Cell once. Cell didn't die when he blew up. Oh, I knew that. Cell, and then... Gohan killed him with the Kamehameha wave. And then you give up then? Yeah. Trunks killed Cell. What? In the future. A different oh, Cell. Oh, yeah. When, when Trunks went to the future, he killed he his bastards. androids. He killed the androids, and then Cell showed up looking for them. And Trunks just whoops his ass, kills him. So there's two people that have killed Cell in the universe. Interesting. I... Trunks was the farthest person than I would have ever. That's why I asked. Him. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Now back to our cons. I don't like the fact if they're going to create Doomsday. I'm not okay with that. Oh yeah, in the the in the very last scene of the trailer, right as in, they're introducing Wonder Woman, um, Batman is seen standing next to you know. There's that line where he's like, "Is she with you?" Oh no, I thought she was with you, type deal, and. Um, Batman's holding a gun, like a, a looks like a Tommy gun, like a machine, yeah. an assault rifle yeah. type deal. Now, Batman is popular for having non-lethal rounds, which I hope that's the case. But he does not shoot real bullets out of guns. He I doesn't. mean, and it looks to be that they're facing Doomsday, like three still, against one. But like, I've what? seen, I've read, I've listened to issues or read issues of Batman fighting things that are monstrosities, and he still, he, you know, he, I mean, he's thrown like a grenade into something's mouth, but I've never seen him wield a gun with bullets. I just. Now, unless we're talking about the Flashpoint Paradox, Thomas Wayne's Batman, who was a gunslinger. Yeah, but that's not who this is. Right. Obviously, that's not who this is. I, But that's the only instance that I've ever heard of Batman using a gun. Now, there might be some super comic book nerds out there who can who can tell us. And, and if, if you can, point us out to a moments where Batman's used lethal rounds in, in, in machine guns, then please email us, point it out to us, because I've never, ever heard of it before. And now, it's now, this is major speculation on my point, because it could very well be non-lethal rounds, like he's known to use, but if it's real bullets, I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But Those are my only two problems with the movie so far. That's it. The only things I don't like that I've seen. Right. It's definitely... I don't know. I, it, it's hard to speculate. Like I said, this is just a basically a trailer discussion. It was not frame by frame by any means, but yeah, trailers are known for misleading a whole bunch. So we'll see. And they're also, I mean, there 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 was a huge thing about the Force Awakens in the trailer. You know that there's like a scene where where you see Kylo Ren like standing outside the forest and it ignites his lightsaber, and that never even happens in the film. Yeah, it's just a scene he walks into. Yeah, they. I mean, they just take the scene scenes out. Like they, you know, they made for trailer. Scene so Batman could very well be holding a fucking baseball bat or some shit in that scene, like, yeah, <laughs> like who knows, like, but I guess we'll, I don't know, I, like I said, we gotta wait and see. But either way, extremely excited for this movie. I cannot wait to see this movie. Cause I, Man of Steel was awesome. I don't care what anybody else says. That shit was dope. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be watching Man of Steel. We may even, we may even touch on, uh, you know, maybe maybe do a little bit of a, a Man of Steel segment. Uh, Right before Batman vs Superman. Oh, I'm down with that. Yeah, we're and we're gonna try to have we're gonna do definitely probably a whole episode on Batman vs Superman after it oh, comes yeah. out. Oh yeah. The you know the the following Monday after opening weekend we'll probably do a we're gonna try to get our uh, super Batman fan uh, AJ in here to uh, be a guest with us to talk about his thoughts because he's the biggest Batman fan I think I've ever met. Absolutely. 
and I think he'll be a asset to have in here and talk about Batman. But um, for now, that that'll end the uh, Batman vs Superman trailer discussion. If you haven't seen it, find it. It's good. Watch all three of them. But the latest one is oh, yeah. So the, the final trailer, I think, is what it's labeled. You can find it on YouTube. Comes out next month, March. We're so twenty five days. Woo! Yeah, we're today's leap day. It's February. Technically, last year it would have been March first. So I mean, we're. Um, yeah, we're getting really close. Just a couple of weeks. I, I'm very excited. Okay, now we're going to be getting into Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I know what we said in the beginning we're going to give you the synopsis. You can find this online, but we wanted to read it to you guys, and we're pretty excited about this. Starts off, it has always been difficult being Harry Potter, and it isn't much easier now that he is an overworked employee of the Ministry of Magic, a husband and a father of three school-aged children. It's like, well, Harry grapples with the past and refu that refuses to stay where it belongs his youngest son albus must struggle with the weight of a family legacy he never wanted as past pr and present fuse ominously both father and son learn an the uncomfortable truth sometimes darkness comes from unexpected places oh i cannot wait for this day. yeah it's definitely i don't know what they're gonna do i now that voldemort's gone well jk rowling is writing it so it's gonna be good Right. Well, she yeah, she she wrote it with two other people. But still, um, and I don't know for for all we know, Rowling could have uh, wrote the entire storyline and had somebody be like, all right, now ad adapt this into a playwright and yeah. you know make it make it like that. So they, we don't know. I don't know what I'm it's so like excited. to write a play. Anything um, new Harry Potter? I'm down for. Yeah, and when the book comes out in July, the you know of the script and everything like that, I'm definitely. I don't even know how many theories that I have about what the story is going to entail. I can't even begin to give theories. Like, I mean, I know that I I, I know that we're going to see characters that we haven't seen, like Neville Longbottom, and you know, as the as one of the teachers at yeah, Hogwarts, herbology and, teacher. And I don't know who the new headmaster is going to be. If it's still going to be McGonagall, or if it's you know going to be someone completely new or someone that we've seen before. Professor Trelawney will be headmaster. Oh my god! <laughs> don't don't. That's ridiculous. I think I'd rather see uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the handsome, handsome centaur friends. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much speculation or theories to go along with it, um, since it takes place after the epilogue. Which and also we didn't expect this at all, so it's, we never well, had yeah, that much thought into it. It's you know there's there was 17 years or may, let's say there's 10 years where Ron and Harry were were uh, or aurors in the Ministry of Magic and. Harry's got a new scar over his face, and, you know, the, the, it could be anything. It could be new enemy that's pow more powerful than Lord Voldemort. And Maybe Voldemort got his freak on and had a little spawn. Yeah, it could. I don't know. I, it could be. There could be so many things that happen. Voldemort Jr. <laughs> Your junior. So, I don't know. I'm... I'm I can't wait. Harry Potter is one of my most favorite things in, of all of all time, so... Um, well, you know, this book's going to be casting Wingardium Leviosa on my PP. <laughs> hey, it, it is what it is. But anyway, that sorry it wasn't that long. We, I mean, we kind of built it up to That's be a little bit longer. Had. That's all we really had about it. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait till July. I don't. I think it's like July fifteenth or twenty fifth or something. But uh, once we get the book and we read through it, um, oh, we'll talk about it. Too. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure that there will be lots of things that we'll have to say about how that it's huge that's all i know the book is gigantic the play is going to be in two parts um hopefully at some point in our lives they'll they'll film the play and possibly put it on netflix or something that would be cool 
I'd be all right with seeing it, with watching it. Um, but that so we're gonna we're gonna move right into the show here, and we're gonna talk about everything else that we have to talk about. All right, so this week's episode of The Flash, that's what we're going to start out with. It was called King Shark, and we have a, plenty of notes to go along with this awesome and action-packed episode. Yeah, we, we saw King Shark briefly before he got easily taken out by, uh, what's her face? What was his girlfriend? That girl. Patty Spivet. Patty Spivet. She, uh, she tased him up or whatever. Didn't wasn't really long, but we get a nice full episode of King Shark, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah, this episode was one of the best, best things. Had a lot of different... Um, had a lot of different things that happened. Uh, definitely one of the, my favorite episodes, I think. Um, yeah. Well, well, and one of the one of the first thing is that they're they're who was worried about it? I can't remember. The the breach is being closed forever. Uh, Barry, I mean, I don't know if the, Barry seemed worried because he wanted to go back. You know, we had the last episode that ended with, uh, from what we saw, Jay Garrett getting his hand his chest blown through by Zoom's hand. And uh, Barry wanted to go back at the beginning of this episode. He's like, oh, I gotta go get him. I gotta go back and get him. And Wells was saying, we can't. We've closed them forever. They're, That's they're right. So the, the, supposedly all of the breaches to Earth 2 are completely closed and that there's no hope of getting back. But King Shark from Earth 2 is stuck on Earth 1 and he's still trying to kill the Flash because Zoom wants the Flash dead. Well, it starts off, we see he is held captive at Argus actually he is like a prisoner there and he has a it's like a big old swimming pool with laser guy laser stuff over the top and he can't get out and well he does <laughs> and and yeah he does they they feed him and and they think he's dead and the first thing first thing that one of the Argus uh um guys says is he, he says looks like Bruce has gone belly up which I don't know if it is but the first connection I made was the uh uh, to finding Nemo with the giant shark named Bruce. Yeah, it was weird. So I don't know if that's what they're trying to call out. Last episode they called out Elsa, so um, from Frozen. So I don't know if they're just doing Disney references or or what. But it's, it was pretty interesting. Huh? It is. It is uh, we got to see Diggle and Lila in this episode of Flash, which was awesome. And uh, it's it's hilarious. Diggle is still completely baffled by metahumans in general, but. Um, he just he's always blown away by seeing Barry run. It's just funny. It's very comical. Yeah, the look on his face. It's it's like when you watch Dragon Ball Z and Hercules, like when people see what Goku and them can do, their mouths like drop to the floor. It's just funny. That kind of stuff cracks me up. Well, the first time he sees King Shark is hilarious. Like, yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then, oh, uh, I love it. And we know Lila. We see a little bit of what Lila has to clean up. Uh, the mess made by Waller. Uh, you know she, she's dead now. We we found out in last episode, the other episode, a couple episodes back of Arrow actually, and Lila I think is in charge and she has to clean up the mess. And of course, one of her first things is the shark escapes. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks Argus is just a mess. Anyway, without without Amanda Waller, I yeah. guess I don't know. I like you said, I still don't think she's dead. No, she's too important in the DC universe. But anyway, so we mo- moving on. It goes to another another scene where. Um, with Barry and Iris and Wally, uh, they're in the house and they're they're doing something, playing games or they're doing some, a cup stacking game. Yeah, a cup stacking game, and and Wally's stacking cups super fast, and 
And at the end of it, he stands up and he says, nobody's faster than me. And Joe says, oh, I beg to differ. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. So, and Barry, Barry's just sitting there, you know, he's not happy with the breaches being closed. He's he's all downtrodden and melancholy. And, and uh, this is a little spoiler. So just give me a second. A little spoiler I'm going to give you. Um, him saying nobody's faster than me is kind of cool because we know from the, you know, if you know the comics and that Wally does become a flash sidekick. Kid Flash. Kid Flash, which will be awesome. I can't wait. Which to he's not him. really a kid. No, I mean, I mean, he I was he was more of a. I think he was more teenager, like he is. I think he was a little younger in the in the comics and stuff, and he is a little different. He wasn't. He was her niece. I mean, he <laughs> her niece. He was her uh, nephew, not Iris's her brother. Nephew. But either way, they'll they'll work it in good. I think. I don't know. Wally's a big fucking fat douchebag in this show, so I I can have him. I can see him having a problem being called Kid Flash for some reason. I I yeah. don't I don't think he's gonna. I'm not a kid. I mean, I understand his uh, he he's a douche towards Barry mainly because it, it comes down to like you know Barry was the son that he should have been. You know Barry. You know like Joe raised Barry, and it should have been Wally. And it's not That's Joe's fault though. Joe I, I know it's know. not Joe's fault, but he's gonna have. Ill, Ill will towards all the whole situation. Right. But anyway, and then, so we just wanted to say, oh, no, I guess, I guess, uh, Cisco asked Diggle, you know, what, you know, how his helmet, Spartan's helmet is working out. And, um, he said it's good, but it could be better. And Cisco's going to upgrade that. So I'm looking forward to see that on Arrow. He says, he goes, I'll get to work on that. And, you know, it's going to, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's probably going to be awesome. That Cisco's a genius. And King Shark looks fantastic. Like they did not spare any expense when it comes to special effects on this Flash show. They it's one yeah. of the better shows I've seen when it comes to stuff like that. He looks he looks awesome and he's humongous. Um. Oh, okay, I see. Um, but yeah, he's he's absolutely humongous, and I believe they they say that he weighs a ton. Yeah, like, he's a one-ton shark, which is crazy to me because, you know, like a regular, he's much bigger than any shark. Or a human, so it's something about being both just makes you absolutely monstrous. Oh, and he's ridiculous. Like when there's a scene where he where he comes into the the Barry Allen's, well the uh, the West Allen household, and just tears off the roof like and he's just nothing. standing looking in it, and he's crouching, he's bending down looking into the top of the house. It's crazy. Oh, it's nuts. Like I just, I just think it's it's mind blowing. Yeah. But um, uh, Diggle has a conversation with Barry. Um, and Barry, he says something along the lines of, "You seem to be holding the weight of the world on your shoulders." And because Barry, Barry's blaming everything on himself, right? And he goes, "That's you're starting to do what Oliver does." Because who else does that? You know, the arrow. Oliver does that all the time. Yeah, it was just cool hearing him compare to um, Cisco. Is starting to get actually legitimately concerned that Caitlin's going to become Killer Frost. Just. She has a cold look in her eye, you know, and, you know, she takes a lot of heartbreak. She saw, uh, she just watched Jay Garrick get what she thinks is killed, and she also lost her other boyfriend before. Ronnie Raymond. Ronnie Raymond. That's right. Sorry, I didn't. Um, I'm terrible with names. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't really know. I, he's definitely getting worried. It's funny, like, they, they prank him somewhere later in the episode, and I just think it's hilarious. He's so worried that. He's, he, I can't believe he was that terrified of Killer Frost. He didn't seem like he was that terrified of her. I think he's just more or less terrified that his, uh, um, Caitlin, Caitlin is gonna become her. Like, 
you know, yeah. he doesn't want her to be a villain. Um, so uh, then there's a scene in the, where right after that scene when we told you where King Shark um, ripped off the house. ripped off the roof of the house, Barry is like running around him. Um, really fast and I, I shouted out in the middle of the episode Sharknado like, like, what was he trying to do make a Sharknado yeah it was funny and then I think they called it out later yeah, Joe, in the episode Joe says uh, he goes I'm not sure if homeowners insurance covers Sharknado attacks <laughs> says uh, uh, I'm glad that they that they touched on this hilarious um, and uh, we'll see Barry actually spills what he learned in Earth 2 when he, wa- when he was told he wasn't supposed to I wonder if that'll have repercussions later but Cisco also does it too. He tells Caitlin because he obviously cannot keep a secret as great as he says he can. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. I'm mean, very unloads what happened on Earth to, to Joe and Iris. Yeah, it was getting him too hard. He had to tell them. Yeah, he had to. He had to say everything he could. But hopefully, nothing bad happens out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But any, anyway, the the whole episode is pretty hopeless. We didn't. We you're led to believe that there's no way that they're going to beat King Shark, but. You know, they, they come up with a plan. Obviously, Cisco is genius and comes up with a plan, but ends up backfiring a little bit. And the the fake Barry Allen mannequin they, they stuffed, they put out there and stuffed it with enough tranquilizer, tranquilizer to take down something, he said. Some huge. Um, some huge animal. Um, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. So the, the plan was that, that Barry would run on the water all the way out in the middle of the ocean and... Which is unbelievable because King Shark pretty well keeps up with them in the water. He says that he could because yeah, you're no. Earlier, he goes. He goes. You're fast, but you're not as fast as I am in the water. And it's it's pretty crazy. But Barry, they run out to the water, and Barry's running around. And he's basically he's making a Sharknado like in on the water. And oh, but on the way to there, when he there when he's running and the shark uh, King Shark is behind him, he's like flying out of the water. It just looked amazing. Oh yeah, it's the special effects in this episode were on point. Um, but they're. Barry's he runs around King Shark over and over again and so and it's electrifying the water. Actually. Yeah, he wants to electrify the water and try to it it, it and then he throws a lightning bolt down at King Shark and I guess knocks him out. Um, electrocutes the shit. I mean, it's water. He got electrocuted quite badly. It was awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. And then and then it switches after that happens. They don't really they don't show him being put in the pipeline or or anything. Well, well Argus. Uh, oh, that's Lila right. Said they're they're taking him to. Now Amanda Waller was take took King Shark originally because they were going to weaponize him, you know, and try to use his skill or abilities for, you know, their own gains, which is how she was. But Lila's saying specifically that they want to try to cure him, or see what you know, see what makes him work and try to get rid of it. Um, and actually, King Shark can't remember his name, but his doppelganger is dead on Earth One, and they find his wife that she just happens to be a shark expert. And they tell Lila to go to her to see what she can know about what's going on because she knows she knows her sharks. So, and then it, and then it briefly switches to, uh, like we said last week, um, the vibe goggles that Cisco stole from Reverb that only operated on Earth Two's frequency. Um, Cisco is seen working on them on Earth One, trying to get them to work um they're trying to adjust it to his frequency because those goggles were you know obviously well well made and then and then right during that scene is when caitlin walks in and starts to tell cisco that she's feeling very cold and and it's funny and freaks cisco out really bad and starts making him think she's just like hey oh caitlin i hate i have i hate that name i always hated that name and 
She says, your hands are cold. Cisco starts getting really freaked out. Um, and then and then Barry confesses to everybody, the whole team, about when he time traveled and and um, what did he do? He saved. He attempted to save his mother, and it never worked out. And um, all the all the stuff happening now is a repercussion of. Of that, that yeah. and Zoom being here and Jay's death and all that stuff, and he's so he's still taking the uh, the blame for it. But he's ex- he's letting everybody else in to help. Like he's he knows it's his fault, but he's not letting it weigh him down. I think is the whole point of that scene. Like, right. He just wanted he wanted to come clean with everybody. Um, and then and then we have the very so then the episode ends and there's like a last scene type thing and it's ridiculous. There's so much speculation and so much theory. And go on this for a long time. We're not going to get too much into that. It could take a long, long time. Yeah, and uh, I, there, there's. We talked briefly about it last night, and we still don't have any viable theory that could be based on it. But the 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 identity of Zoom has finally been revealed, and it is who you think would be Jay Garrick. It is Jay Garrick's he face? Takes, yeah, he takes off his mask and reveals the face of Jay Garrick. Now, those of you know who know Zoom from the comics and the shows. His real name is Hunter Zolomon, and that was the name of Jay Garrick on Earth One. So, but then we also, who the hell is the guy in the Iron Mask? Yeah. So uh, there, there are tons of theories. None of them really make much sense. The a lot of people want to follow the the um, twin brothers separated at birth theory, but it still doesn't. No matter what way you look at it, let's say let's say Jay Jay and Hunter Zolomon are twins on Earth One. Separated at birth, Zoom and Jay Garrick, the Flash, are are the same thing on Earth too, but they are you know hero versus enemy. For some reason or another, Zoom captures Earth One's Jay Garrick and brings him to Earth Two. He's the man in the Iron Mask. That's why Jay couldn't find his doppelganger on Earth One. Um, but for what reason? Oh, it's a stretch because what reason would Zoom want Earth One's Jay Garrick? He's not a speedster, like, unless he was and never said anything. Like, it, th- that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. That's the only thing that throws that theory out of the water. Jay, Earth One's Jay Garrick is nothing. And if that is the case, then why is he in an Iron Mask? And why, why is he behind the same glass that Harry, or that I'm sorry, that Barry was being held behind? That obviously held back a speedster. Like, I, I don't know. Why was that man in the Iron Mask spelling out Jay? There's too much that too. I don't know, and it's easy. I could easily sit here and talk about the comics and the sh- and whatever that I've seen before, but it's not following that as well as I'd like it to. But and, and you know, and, and another another theory. There's something that there's something that that when Zoom takes his mask off, and he he realizes that he kills Earth or he kills Jay Garrick, he throws him down on the ground. And he says, "Well, this is a complication." But like, why? I don't understand. Like, like why that? Unless. Maybe maybe he Jay Earth one or Jay Garrick, the one that was there, was working for Zoom and he was trying to infiltrate on Earth two and he was trying to befriend them. And See, but Jay, I mean, they can change things in the comics, but Jay Garrick is not a bad guy. Jay Garrick Zoom is a good guy. He always was, always will. That's be. why I think that it might not be that. That might just be Hunter Zolomon. Both of them are Hunter Zolomon. Yeah. Now does and that the, and that the man in the Iron Mask is Jay Garrick, but a completely different actor. You know what I mean? And they're pulling like a, a Harrison Wells type deal, or because I guess I mean, we've never seen the Jay Garrick that was on Earth One with our with our heroes run 
without any help from Velocity, so maybe he's a, some kind of sh shapeshifter that became a Jay Garrick impersonator, impersonator and took Velocity to get speed. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, and and, and next week there is no fla episode of Flash or Arrow. Yeah, which, so you know, we it's not coming back on till like March 20th or March 25th or something like that. Damn it! You know, it's weeks. It's bunk. But I mean, I, I'm expecting it's going to be awesome. Like, oh, we'll be able to do that, and we'll be able to do Batman vs Superman and all of it, like all in the same swing. So, um, but there's going to be a, a two week break. So next week, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We're not going to be able to talk about this, but. Crazy, crazy ass episode of The Flash. I and I don't know. Well, and that that's it for the Flash episode. We're gonna be getting into Arrow now. Um, the episode starts off with Felicity and like physical therapy with Curtis's husband. You know, she's trying to walk again, and she's being very down on herself and whatever. You know how she is. And yeah, she. Uh, she's trying. Um, not too much happens in that scene. They, no. I mean, she just tries to walk it's in. It's cool it, to see. Yeah, it, it's not. But, it's, uh, yeah, it's very cool to see. She's trying to get ready to walk again so she can walk down the aisle with Oliver. Um, and then and then it, it quickly shifts um, very fast, and then shit totally hits the fan, um, like, almost immediately. It's a very action-packed episode of Arrow. Um, but I, I called him Damien Dark Vader because he, like, force chokes in this episode with his magic. Yeah, it's cool. And it's weird. Like he he force chokes Oliver almost immediately. Um and uh yeah, he chokes Oliver as Oliver too. He d and it, it's still to be known if he knows that Oliver is the Green Arrow cuz he, he's seen them both face to face and I'm sorry, but that I would know. I would know. Uh, there's no way I would see Oliver and then the Green Arrow and not know that that's him. That chin is too noticeable. Oh, yeah, and the facial hair and everything, just everything about it. Like, there's no way that just covering his eyes. Well, just the same way that, like, are you telling me that every person is totally fooled by Clark Kent's glasses? Well, like, I was li in one of the uh, graphic audios I listened to, uh, Superman had this, he did this thing where, you know, he acts clumsy. We all, he, like, he acts clumsy, he does his glasses, you know, he... He's always dropping coffee and papers, so that, you know nobody thinks twice. But I re I listen. He also does this thing where he can make his muscles smaller. Oh, that's interesting. Like he de swells. Like I remember because it, it was a scene where he goes home with Lois, and he was getting into his pajamas, and he like just shrinks. Like he his muscles all shrink, and he just gets a lot smaller to make him not look quite as Superman-y. What? I never cool. knew that. Yeah, that's weird. Really cool. Well, that I guess that explains that. Yeah. Um. So, I guess all I would I don't know I there's a there's a scene in Legends of Tomorrow that's the same thing, but look we mentioned it last week where there was like a black green arrow, and it just like they they're like oh Oliver and and it's very clearly not Oliver like, but I said to out loud I said maybe that mask is obviously Shield's skin color too like something. all the, the villains in the show in these shows are retarded if they can't tell but I mean it is what it is. And uh, as we know from last episode, uh, Damien Dark has William, which is Oliver's and Samantha's son. And, you know, he, uh, Damien, when he was doing his four-shook thing, demanded that Oliver drop out of the race of, you know, the mayoral, the mayoral campaign to get his son back. And that leads to Oliver telling Samantha that he is the Green Arrow. Right. Which is w weird to me because, you know, he always hesitates so much to tell people, but he did not hesitate to tell her that he was the Green Arrow. 
maybe just to make her more comfortable for the fact, you know, like, hey, I'm a boss-ass motherfucker. Like, I will get our son back. I don't know. Right. And then, so, for this episode, in order to get William back, he feels like he they need to recruit um, a rather new hero that they're involving um, named Vixen. If you guys don't know, there was an animated short series about Vixen. It was, it was an animated show, and it was actually the voice of Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell as their as their characters, and they met the Vixen. And it's cool that now they're bringing her to live TV. We were so excited as soon as he said that name, Vixen. We were both like, "Hell yeah!" It was like, yeah, it was like a, a short animated series they put on the CW Seed, which is like an online. Um, CW So if you haven't site. watched it, check it out. Yeah, it's all free. You don't have to pay anything for it. You just go on and watch it. And the episodes are really short. But well, you can, I think it? you can watch them all. It's like one long episode. It's like yeah. 35 minutes or something like that. It's really cool. Well worth it. Take a check it out. But uh, Arrow, Oliver says, like, oh, yeah, we're bringing in Vixen. I can't remember her name right now, but mm-hmm. bringing her in. She's like, yeah, we had an animated encounter last year, which is funny. Yeah, that, and speaking of the animation, he says that in the show. It's hilarious. If you didn't understand that, that's what he meant. Like, it was a little funny. And it, it's hilarious. They bring her in, and they're trying to find the boy. They don't know where Damien Dark's holding him, so they give uh, Vixen... Cause she can she can channel any animal that has ever lived on Earth. Like uh, we don't know that yet that she can just do any animal, but her powers actually enable her to use the abilities of any animal to have ever lived on the planet. Yeah, so she I, I'm assuming channels the like a like a hunting dog or some some sort of animal that can follow scents really well, and they give um, they give her William's favorite action figure of the Flash, and she starts sniffing it. And she's like, if you ever tell Barry Allen about this, like, just, it's funny. Like, uh, it's just absolutely hilarious. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was funny. I can't. But she picks up a scent, and they go, you know, they go after him. And all right, looks like we have another random nerd tri- trivia question. Random nerd trivia. We're gonna do this one about me. about Arrow because this is the subject matter. So, um, you can go ahead with the uh, talking, um, and I'm gonna look up a as question. As I mentioned earlier, Damien Dark ordered Oliver to drop out of the campaign or he was, you know, you know how he will do and then uh but then he called again and told him to drop out sooner. He's changing his his hand which is very Damien Dark like. Um they learn uh what's her name? Vixen has a totem around her neck. And she was saying every magical being that she's come across has had a totem of some sort cha- to channel her powers or to give her powers. So she assumes that he has one. So they talk to uh Detective Lance asking him if he's seen anything. He goes, you know, speaking of, I've always seen him before this, uh, this like chest or this this cupboard, and he was and he and then Vixen asked him to draw it for him. We never saw the drawing, but it just like I can't. Just funny to imagine him drawing some ridiculous looking picture of, of this totem, and she's like, oh yeah, I've seen that before, and it was funny, and uh, so they go to his house. And Vixen goes in there, and you know she. I think Damien has a little harder time ha- handling her because we saw a point where he had to use both hands to actually, you know, to actually use his power on her, which was cool. You know, her magic is also strong. Well, she goes in there, she gets pushed aside, and then she jumps over him like so fast with cheetah speed and grabs his totem and runs outside. And uh, so they're out there fighting, and he has Thea, he has Oliver, and. Uh, Black Canary in a chokehold, and she's out there trying to destroy it with the power of Gorilla, which is cool. You get to see her Gorilla powers. 
Well, I'm trying to find a question here for you, and I, I can't really find one that's... Um, um, and, uh... You know, so she destroys the totem, and then he loses his abilities. And... Arab whoops his ass. Like, you know, it's a pure fist-to-fist combat, which Damien also... I mean, Damien in the show, at least, he was in running to be Rayshaw Ghoul back in the day. So he actually has some hand-to-hand combats and... And, and and speaking of Damien Dark, in, in the comic books, he, as far as I, he's just like a scientist, and he he could use those kinds of abilities, but it was with, through technology. It wasn't magic. So I don't, I don't know if this is a different take on Damien Dark that I'm not aware of, but they completely changed that whole aspect of him too. But, um, so they destroy the totem, and you know, everybody leaves, and Oliver stays behind, and William is looking at him like, oh my God, my hero. And Damien's knocked out, but for some reason, uh, I guess the cops didn't get a chance to arrest him. I don't know how he got away without his powers, but he did. And then, uh... Alright, so I got a trivia question for you here. It's involving The Walking Dead, because I had tried trouble finding Arrow, Air Flash trivia questions. But, um, it, you're going to have to think back to Season 2 of Walking Dead TV. Are we talking TV show trivia or... TV show. Book? Okay. So, uh, Herschel's wife, Patricia... Uh, is feeding the walkers that they found in the barn. What is she feeding them? Chickens. Yeah, that's correct. She feeds them chickens. So, okay. So did you cover the whole rest of everything? No, I was, uh, last thing I talked about, they destroyed the totem, and uh, I was going to get into, they were, uh, Detective Lance was talking about questioning uh, William about the whole ordeal, and he admitted that Damien Dark did not take him, but it was somebody with a hand missing. Oh, Malcolm, yeah, that's right. And who do we know with the hand? Yeah, Malcolm. And Malcolm. So Oliver did not look too pleased with that news. No, he's going to be fucking pissed when he finds that out for sure. But Thea actually confronts him, and she is not happy at all. Um, yeah, he's, she, Malcolm's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a lion sack, sack but, of shit. But as we know from the shows and the comics, Merlin is actually a, a nemesis of Oliver throughout his pretty much his life. And yeah, so, so he's supposed to be like that. So then, so then the episode the episode ends with a very emotional um, video message that Oliver records on his computer for his son. Um, and he explains like that he's the Green Arrow and he's sorry for not being in his life. And then he says that he doesn't want him to see it till he's eighteen years old and and all that stuff like that. He wants them to live a normal life and not have to worry about the what kind of living a life. You know, obviously, not even knowing that it's his dad, he still got kidnapped on behalf of the Green Arrow, of him being the Arrow. So, Right, so he told his mom to take him far away and not tell them where they were going and, and all that stuff like that. And, and Felicity's actually in the room. She overhears the whole conversation happening and, and all that stuff like that. And then she turns into the biggest bitch ever. Yeah, like, uh, I like Felicity sometimes, and but she has no... She has no understanding genes in her body, apparently, because, you know, like if somebody told me I couldn't see my child unless I didn't tell anybody, of course you're not going to tell anybody. So I just, she's a fucking, I don't thunder bitch. <laughs> she, yeah, for, for doing that, and then she just, like, gives all over the ring back, and, and, and then all of a sudden she can walk again, and then she just, like, walks out the door. It's retarded. Yeah, I can't believe it. She's going to end the whole relationship over something that... He wasn't, had almost no say in. Yeah, she even Samantha even told Felicity. I told her not to say anything to you. I can't stand her little, you know, temper tantrum. Yeah, she's a little punk. 
just dumb. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But Well, that closes Arrow's conversation. We're going to be getting that, into That's it. another thing. We'll, two, two weeks before we get another episode of Arrow. But, but we're going to get into our episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Um, and then we're going to talk about Walking Dead last. But um, this episode of Legends of Tomorrow was really, really cool. Oh, Probably yeah. one of my favorite episodes so far because the series it's okay it's it's mostly humor I like it's funny it's one of, yeah it's definitely one of the funniest of the three um, companion shows that come together but I'm very excited to talk about this episode um, which I which the in the first thing I wrote down it's called Star City sorry excuse me Star City 2046 so they're in the year 2046 they're in Star City it's all you know it's um it's Sarah Ray. Uh, well, they're all there. At first. Well, at first they're not all there, but start. So, oh yeah, I guess they are all there. Yeah. They do walk into the yeah. city together. Um, then a couple of them go back to the ship. Well, they all run back to the ship at first, and then some of them leave again. Right, but so I, I've the first thing I write down because one of the first things you find out not too far into the thing, like we said last week, um, there's like a black green arrow, um, and he, he he's like oh, I never heard of no legends like and 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 he's like firing at them and he thinks that they're enemies and and all that stuff like that so that's and and the city's just complete downtrodden post apocalyptic looking yeah thing. it's ridiculous like Star City has gone down the crapper for sure and and there's a huge building and and Ray Palmer says oh it looks like Palmer Technologies but why does it say smoke on the side uh, you know it's because smoke technologies and Felicity took over and all that stuff like that. Um, and they, they do say that this, this timeline is not legitimate. It is a potential timeline. Um, and there, there's just, there, cause, cause Sarah is very worried about her city and the state of it and why it ended up that way and things like that. But the first thing I write down is old feuds die hard. And that's just because the, there's a death stroke in this city and, and he's facing off against the green arrow, which is the black guy, which we don't know the name of yet. Which um, we learn is actually Slade Wilson's son, Grant Wilson. Grant Wilson, yeah, Slade's son. Deathstroke, which, uh, it, yeah, it's weird. He and he looks weird too. I don't know. It, it, it's it's very strange. Uh, the whole episode, but the one of the first things next, the next thing that I write down on the ship, that it's like one of the first things you see is that Jack's uh, firestorm. When he's separated from Stein, you know their their psychosis or whatever, their psyche is the same. They're and intertwined, like they can feel each other's emotions and. Yeah, so like he's getting jealous, and he doesn't. And Stein is also getting jealous. Like, it's funny. He's like, jealous of Ray and Hawk Girl because he has a little crush on. Uh, what's her name? Kendra. Kendra. Um, and then and then Deathstroke gets introduced, and they you know it's it's his name is Grant Wilson and all that stuff, and then we find out that the Black Green Arrow. Is actually Connor Hawk, which is um, which is cool to hear because that is. I guess we got another nerd trivia for you. <laughs> All um, right, and again, this one comes from Pokemon. All right, DJ, hit me. In the episode where we meet Bulbasaur, what Pokemon was Misty trying to catch? And the Bulbasaur stopped it from happening. Want me to give you some multiple choice? Yes. We have a Oddish. A Cedra, a Staryu, or a Slowbo, Slowbro, Slowpoke. 
Oddish? Yes. And, it, and the reason, that, it's weird because she was catching a Pokemon that wasn't a water Pokemon. I remember that episode was weird because she wanted that Oddish, which is, was, was strange. And then she threw the Pokeball and then the Bulbasaur blocked it. Why did Bulbasaur block it? Because he was uh, that Oddish was part of that little coven they had going where they, that girl took care of him. Remember? Oh, that's right. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Well, I'm glad I got it right because I didn't remember <laughs> that. I was just a total guess. Um, uh, all right, we'll get back into the legends. Um, we learned that Connor Hawk is the Black Green Arrow, which is cool because Connor Hawk is a known sidekick of Arrow. And in the comic books, is his son. Yes, but we know how this is. This goes, so we just have to accept it. As we say earlier in the episode, Connor knew when he gets a little bit fucked with sometimes, but it, I guess it is what it is. But the cool thing is that when his identity is actually revealed, um, they find Oliver Queen in the old Arrow Cave. Um, and he's old. And he's real old. He's like in his 60s. Yeah, because this is quite, this is 30 years later. Yeah, he's in and his I'm 60s. He's got... Oliver's around 20, late 20s at least. He's late 50s in this in this episode probably. Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I always pictured Oliver to be at least 30. Yeah. He did, He looks a little older than his 20s. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? So I, I, he looks to be at least 60, 60 years old. Um, that was cool. I mean, he's got like a white beard and his hair and they gave him the wrinkle lines and all that they did a pretty good job making and his voice is so old sounding I, I just love it and he's got one arm he runs around with a bionic arm but anyway so when they bring him there because because connor hawk says that oliver queen's dead green yeah, arrow they thought, everybody thought he was dead everybody thought he's dead so they bring connor hawk there and and he immediately calls him out as john diggle jr which blew my mind and uh, Connor Hawk, and he's like, no, I'm Connor Hawk, because he doesn't believe he deserves the name John Diggle Jr., because he, uh, Diggle in this timeline, is actually dead. And Connor Hawk, John Diggle Jr., feels that he wasn't strong enough to help him, so he doesn't deserve the Diggle name, which, you know, Diggle would not have, you know, he would be a little disappointed in that fact. Right. I just think that's nuts. Like, uh, what? one of the things that I never talk about, I cannot wait to see at the end of Legends of Tomorrow when they go back to their proper timeline what's all changed and hear them recount their stories to everybody right yeah I guess we'll see you know what I mean like to hear to hear Sarah tell the story of Oliver and and, and that and John Diggle Jr and maybe 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 they don't it won't even be allowed maybe Rip will forbid it yeah they shouldn't because he said that I remember he specifically says that messing with the past can be bad but messing with the future can arguably be worse. It can cause paradoxes that you don't want to happen. Right. So, anyway, the the episode is based around that. And then on the ship, there's like a love triangle going on between Ray and Jax um, with Kendra, which is what we said before. And that's pretty much all it is. Stein's kind of the middleman, and he's trying to be the wingman, and he ends up being the opposite. So it's pretty funny. He tries to be Jax's wingman, and he ends up being Ray's wingman. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Um... um. And and like I said before, uh, Rip Hunter said that this timeline is only potential. He keeps stressing that to Sarah. That so that could very well never even happen. Right. So they're basically just trying to get something to fix their ship while they're there because they know it exists there and then you use that. But they, they they have to do everything they can to make sure that that timeline does not happen. Um, yeah, because it's bad. Well, Oliver tells uh, Sarah that ha- not having her or Adam or you know any of them there in you know because to that arrow they left so they weren't there through this whole ordeal of deathstroke son coming and doing another 
uprising on the city trying to take it over. Yeah, he says, he says, Sarah, 30 years ago, you got on a plane with Ray and never came back. So, and then, you know, that, you know, they pretty much said that if they were there, they could have been enough to change the tide of what happened. So, you know, so all, all they got to do is get back to their time and eventually, and then this timeline will not happen. Right. Um, and, and the, and another another thing that that happens it, it seems it seems completely unlikely to Lane and myself that Grant Wilson can overpower Oliver Queen. Yeah, because Grant Will I mean, the, yeah, the Grant Wilson said that he cut off Oliver's arm, like he captured him, held him over this chopping block, and cut off his arm. Like he beat Slade Wilson, who had the Miracuru in him. But you're telling me his freaking little half a size son can take? You know, I just can't comprehend. I mean, it. unless he has Mirakuru, and it, I Even don't. So. Yeah, it it just seems highly unlikely that he was, he was able to overpower Oliver and chop his arm off. Like that's nuts. Yeah, even Batman has said Deathstroke is one of the most difficult guys he's ever fought. And, you're, and so I mean, if Deathstroke can be beat by Oliver, then his son ain't gonna. I don't understand. Here's a fun. Here's a fun fact that a lot of you might know. A lot of you might know it, and we may have mentioned this last week. I can't remember if we did or not. But Slade Wilson, um, he's Deathstroke, and he was actually um, made by DC, and and Marvel made a satire of him, and that ended up being Deadpool. Slade, Wade Wilson. Yeah, Wade Wilson. So like Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson. I just and it's very they're very similar. And if you look up online, I think uh, Death Battles, um, they do a, a video where you can watch Deadpool versus Deathstroke, and you can learn about them and see the differences. It's, it's really cool. Now, they were a lot of like at first, like his creation was based off of Deathstroke, but Deadpool has grown to be his very own. Per- like, there's nobody else. Yeah, there's not. There's nothing really too similar about him anymore. But it's just funny, Wade Wilson and Slade Wilson. Um, and uh, and uh, speaking, of, we talked about Arrow uh, Oliver having one arm. A lot of you comic book fans out there have uh, are experienced with this. We actually see Oliver with one arm. He actually uses his teeth to pull back his uh, you know his arrow and, and a shoot with it, which is awesome. That's in uh, the Dark Knight Returns Part Two. At least uh, at least in the uh, the a- animation adaptation of it, it's when Batman is fighting Superman in the suit. The metal suit that we talked about that's going to be in the movie there's a a crazy man with uh, white hair and no arm running around shooting arrows with his teeth and turns out to be oliver queen i didn't know that when i first watched it but i, I thought that was crazy um the similarities between i mean he's got really long hair and he's balding and everything like that but in this episode he's not really balding i mean he actually still looks pretty good for 60 honestly yeah. I, I think he looks pimp with that fucking goatee like yeah i love the goatee i love it like, i saw a glimpse because uh green arrow in the show and comics is, is very pop known for having his little his goatee and we saw that at the beginning of the, the series completely he kind of looked like that on the island before before he shaved right so, I, i'm excited man i don't know how long he was on that island for five years and i don't know what they're gonna do with flashbacks after season five i don't know we don't, i mean who knows there's a lot of shit happening uh hopefully though i don't really like the flashbacks right now they're not that enticing to me i don't it doesn't seem i like the episode with constantine i thought that was awesome yeah i don't mind the flashbacks well they'll be relevant i'm sure they always end up being relevant at the end they're just so short right now and they used to be a lot longer yeah well like i said you you just said they're running out of eventually or they're going to catch up with each other right you know the back the the you know it's not gonna be any flashbacks because we we would have seen everything but Probably I don't know. Hopefully, it. they have enough show to go on. Well, they will um, with it. But anyway, oh, the couple things that that I I mentioned, Lane messed up in in this episode. It was funny during the episode. He says the words "pucking fist." 
<laughs> instead of fucking piss, he oh, says fucking so fist, and it was funny. Like, yeah, people have done that before. You, you, you mix your letters up, it happens. <laughs> it was funny, and then and then another thing, he calls uh, uh, Firestorm. He actually calls him the Human Torch, which is I'm gonna disgrace myself on that. <laughs> completely wrong universe. And I thought I it was it, funny. I said it with the utmost confidence. I was just like, it's like it's, uh, I don't know, I can't even. Uh, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny though. It's definitely funny, but anyway, so that I mean, that's pretty much all that happens in the episode. It's it's really good. Uh, good episode. No, no, they they kind of get what they need to get, and they they fix the ship, and then they they go on their own way, and and on their way out the out of the timeline, um, they you know they they set they set themselves a course to Vandal Savage, and they I don't think they said what timeline they're going to yet. They no, just they just said we're gonna go get Vandal Savage where he would least. He where said, he would no, least he says, expect uh, it. Let's go get Vandal Savage when he would least expect it. Yeah, when he would least expect it. So, and then right as they were fading the show out, Gideon, the the ship's coordinator, almost snitches on uh, Jackson Stein for the love triangle thing. And I don't know, it's funny. It's a good episode, though. He goes, Gideon? <laughs> but I don't know. Um, definitely give Legends of Tomorrow a chance. It's only on episode five. Uh, if you're looking for some humor, and there is some cool stuff too, like it's a good, it's a good. I'm, I'm liking it. I almost don't think that. I don't know if it would necessarily stand on its own. I don't know if you, if someone could just pick it up and watch it without ever having watched Arrow or Flash. You probably could. I mean, maybe, but you're not going to understand the. You're not going to understand the who, they all are. who all of them are, and and like Leonard Snart and and um, Heat Wave and. You know, it's not going to make that much sense. Like, it might, but you're like when Cisco pops up, and you're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" And, yeah. And why, so is, why is he relevant? If you watch Flash and Arrow, watch Legends of Tomorrow. If you aren't already, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens. Time travel is one of my most favorite things ever. I I love talking about it. As we all know, DJ actually is trying is making his written a comic book about time travel. I tr- yeah, I've been trying. Oh, finding an artist is hard, but. You ain't gonna give up yet? No, I haven't given up. As soon as I can, I'll get it. I'll get it out, and we'll talk about it on here. And what? But for now, uh, well, that ends our Legends of Tomorrow talk. We're gonna be getting into Walking Dead. I think we're gonna actually finish with that. Yep, that'll be the last subject of the day, and uh, we're gonna be getting into that right now. So, last night's episode of The Walking Dead. Today's February 29th, two thousand sixteen. Episode aired last night, February twenty eighth, Sunday. Um, the episode was called Not Untie, and um. It was a, what a great episode this was. It was oh, so uh, it was another filler episode, but a lot of stuff happens. Good and it filler. Was, it was like it so awesome. Episode. Great build up to what's Comic happening. Book fans have a little bit of nerd gasms going on. Oh yeah, this was an episode that was for comic book fans. I mean, it was for everybody really, but the, just comic book fans all over the world are just creaming their pants because this episode was just perfect. No, there, there's something Deej and myself missed last episode. Uh, we actually caught it in the recap at the yeah, beginning of the, the episode. Recap. We didn't see it. I don't know. The episode we watched just cut short or something. Well, I don't have cable, so we watch it online. We have to wait for it to appear on- online, and then uh, sometimes yeah, those episodes get cut at the end, and we don't get to see like well the previews for next week or. The last thing we saw in the episode was you know Michonne and Rick cooking up, but we didn't see them in bed, and that scene where Jesus comes in with a gun and says, "You guys need to get up." Right, he says we need to talk, and they're standing up naked in the bed, and we were like, "Well, we didn't even see that, but it was cool." Like, it, and that that took us into the beginning of the episode where, you know, he talks to the whole group about him having he has a place much like theirs, 
and uh, basically them Jesus trying to get their trust and they're you know they're obviously being the nor- their normal selves and not wanting to yeah. trust them because they can't trust anybody like yeah. you know and yeah, it's well, just, yeah look what they've been through you know what I mean like uh Jesus. I think Daryl has a lot to do with it Daryl well yeah that guy stole their food like you know he started off without trust and so you know they're not gonna you know you're not gonna trust somebody to try to steal your food the first thing or your keys your whole truck everything right and uh, Jesus is telling them about how they trade with other communities out there. You know, he's hinting that there are other places like theirs, and they like to try to give trades. So he wants them to come meet his leader, and they're going to try to establish trade because he notices that they don't have food, but they have weapons, and they both have things the other needs. So, right. That's so how it works. Even in the world, you know, we need to trade. That's why we trade with countries in other countries. Like it happens, so you need it. So they they decide that they're going to go with him. They you know they're going to trust him enough to go with them. So Jesus takes all of them. He takes basically all of the main cast, all the powerhouses that exist in Alexandria. Takes them all, um, except for Carol. Doesn't take Rosita. Doesn't take Eugene. Um, but you know, Glenn Sasha, or Glenn or yeah, Sasha doesn't go with him either. But Glenn and Maggie oh, yeah. and Abraham and Rick, Daryl and Jesus. Anyone else that I'm missing? No, I think you know, Eugene stayed back. So did Rosita. Yep. But mainly the main main people went. All the powerhouses, they all go with them. And we haven't seen Carol in a while either. Is I don't know what she's up to. No, but on on the way there, they run into a a car accident. They, you know, they drive for a while and they run into a car crash. Um, and Jesus says, "Oh man, that's my people. You know, we, we got to go out and check on them." And the car accident is brutal. Like there's just walkers like tied up within the wheels and. And, I thought, and that's crazy because like you're in the middle of nowhere. How the hell do you get in a car? Accident? Hey, Lori did it. Lori wrecked the car on, with nothing. A, Lori's an idiot. <laughs> well, yeah, well. Uh, and then uh, uh, Jesus says, "Uh, that's my people." And uh, you know, of course, the first thing Rick assumes is some type of trap or setup because. You know why wouldn't it be? You know, that, of course they're always going to jump to the negative conclusion. Right. Well, here, here, here's something that we didn't talk about. I skipped over on accident, but when they're on the way there, before they witness the car accident, Abraham says one of the funniest things ever, and it's it's hilarious. Um, well, earlier on in the episode, he was talking to Rosita about the fact that they were having a child. He goes, "Man, I don't know how somebody could bring a child into this world we're living." Speaking in. about Glenn and Maggie. Yeah, like so it. That, that that leads to this funny quote that I'll lead, lead tell you guys. So Abraham bends in. You know, he motions for Glenn to come close to him, and he bends in, and he looks at Abraham, or looks at Glenn, and he says, when you poured the Bisquick, were you trying to make pancakes? And and Glenn kind of looks at him like, what What are you saying? He goes, oh, okay. And he says, yeah, they talked about it and things like that. It was just funny. The way he wrote that is – I've never heard that. It's funny. It's hilarious. I think it's, it's when, great. When you were pouring the Bisquick, did you try to make – pancakes that's that's a lady <laughs> so um anyway so we got, we got the car crash and then there's like i don't know what it is it looks like a, an office like a law office or something that they're outside of and they go in there and the people are all in, all the guys are in there all of, yeah all of, all of jesus's people are there they keep going in there like we're with jesus you know can you come with us and, and one of them is actually a doctor and Glenn asked that he had prenatal vitamins, and he he is an obstetrician yeah he just so happens to be a fucking obgyn just which, in the nick of time, which is perfect. Um, which is cool. I mean, it, it that happened in the comics too. There was a guy. There was a guy. Yeah, I a think doctor he, at their place that was right that they needed because um, they had that girl. But you know, she's learning, and nothing against her, but she's she's learning. Right. So then, when, once they get there, or well, actually, their their RV that they're driving in that gets stuck in the mud, 
And they get out and they're like, well, how are we going to get out of this? He goes, it doesn't matter because we're here right now. And Jesus turns around and he says, this is the hilltop. Which is awesome to hear because that is, then that's the name of their place. And it's a very well-known name in the comic books. It's, that's where Jesus comes from, the hilltop. Yep, so they, they begin to walk in the hilltop. And, and as as the doors open, I am com- awe-inspired by the way that it looks. It, it's perfect. It looks oh, it's just beautiful. like the comic book. And I, I couldn't be happier with the way it looked. They didn't mess up on anything. And I just thing I give them, they do good on that stuff. Like the Walking Dead does do well on keeping things looking the way it should. I can't wait to see Sanctuary, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, they the there's one big pronounced building in the middle of the hilltop, and that's some sort of museum, I guess, that elementary school kids would go to for you know fifty miles around and and stuff like that. And that's where uh, that's where the leader of the hilltop, his name is Gregory. That's where he uh, lives. And yeah, Greg, the leader. Yeah, a little dick, a little bit of a dick. Yeah, he's a douche, but it is what it is. Well, you gotta kind of be a douche. I mean, some can argue that Rick's some kind of sometimes a douche. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, and uh, Abe Abraham again says another kind of funny thing. He he's just full of a comedy today. Yeah, uh, they're sitting out waiting for Maggie to talk, talking with Greg and. He goes to Daryl and says, hey, uh, so uh, how long do you think Michonne and Rick have been ugging bumblies? Which, <laughs> you know, the regular one would be bumping uglies, but it's just funny to hear. He just, he's, it's he's, funny. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. The beginning of the episode actually opens up with Jesus inside Rick's house. And Carl points a gun at him, and he's, he's like sitting at the top of the stairs making a painting. And then everybody else rushes in the house, and Rick and Michonne are like, in, you know, half, in, naked. half naked. And they're at the top of the stairs, and everybody's like, huh. And what? I noticed uh if you notice in the beginning too, Abraham kind of he's starting to crush on Sasha, and I I just think it's funny that whenever they walked him and Sean and Rick were up there like half naked, Abraham gave him a look like man if he can hook up with the black woman so can I yeah <laughs> yeah well I guess <laughs> Abraham's like he's like having sex with Rosita and imagining Sasha it's weird yeah it's weird and she dreaming did, about Sasha and Rosita makes him a break a break light necklace which is interesting and he, he's having a hard time like because Rosita is smoking hot like. And Sasha's not that great to me, but whatever. I mean... Because it's not all about that. He spent time with her, and he apparently likes her, so that's what's important. Right. So, uh, let's see here. We go inside, and we meet... You know, they, they get introduced to Gregory, and Rick kind of puts it on Maggie to uh, go and negotiate with... Which is awesome to see, because you notice... You see in the comics a lot, she takes her role. She starts becoming a leader-esque. Right, and it's really cool. So she goes in there to to negotiate with Gregory, and they talk about each other's uh, respected camps and 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 all that stuff. And they they start negotiating about like trades and what they need and what you know what they already have. And well, Greg Maggie was trying to negotiate. Gregory was being kind of douchey. He was like hitting on her, flirting with her. He goes, "You can Maggie's like you can quit all the flirting stuff." He goes. And she, she was trying. She just really to the point when they get shit done. But right, and he kept calling her Natalie and just being a real douchebag. Yeah, he's a douche. And anyway, so one, once all that goes down, they they kind of get they they go up and clean up and they they walk out and there's a bit of a commotion going on outside and that a couple people run in and tell Gregory that their people have returned and they go outside and um they start they start name dropping Negan and um. This guy, I don't remember his name. It's pretty insignificant, but he, he walks up and he says that Gregory asked the guy, he's like, where's all our people? And he says, they're dead. And, you know, they, Negan killed him. Except for one. He has his brother 
because Negan felt that because uh, and we'll get to this, but the whole point of this was they had to take them half their stuff. Negan demanded it. Like, that's how Negan is. He pretty much tells them, you give us half your stuff, and we won't kill you. And it, Negan felt that, that that month's shipment was short. So that's why he killed them and took that guy's brother. And then he, he told that guy to go back and kill Gregory. Um, For what reason? To get his brother back. Oh, yeah, if he wanted his brother's back, brother back, he'd have to kill Gregory. So he stabs him right in the stomach. And then, which which puts into motion everybody from Alexandria, who then goes and starts making you know making waves. Rick goes and kills that dude, and yeah, Rick kills him for him because that's what Rick does. And uh, Rick finally na- says the name Negan. First time we hear Rick say Negan, which to some of you you know to you show fans you're not gonna, but to us comic the people that read the comics it's so it's so cool for me to hear Rick say it because it's it's opening of a whole new world. Like, Right, it's Negan is my favorite villain ever. Absolutely. He's one of the best antagonists in any anything there is. Like, he's he's very cool. But anyway, right out of the comic books, Rick kills that dude. He's covered in blood. Everybody's got guns on him, and or well, the hilltop they don't have guns. They have spears. They have spears. So everybody, you know, their their they're weapons appalled. are drawn. They can't believe what they've seen. Jesus steps in and says, you know, he says this it's over. All this stuff like that. But Rick covered in blood. He turns around and looks at him and goes, "What?" Right out of the comic, which is awesome. I was hoping to get that line. Um, um, yeah, and then the, so Rick, Rick, like I said before, Rick said mentioned Negan, saying like, so who is this Negan? He says, uh, uh, Daryl and my guys came across them, not you know, not too long ago, and they were mentioned they were Negan's gang, and Abraham's like, yeah, we left that, we left them splattered all over the pavement in puddles, and uh, the other guys looked a little shocked, and. So now they're coming up with a plan saying that, well, how, what, how, what, what if we can take them out for you? He said confrontation is not something we've ever had a problem with in the past, thinking back to the governor. and like We've dealt with guys like the Negan before. They think they have. Yeah, they, they have no idea what's really coming. We're not going to say too much on that, but, you know, uh, Negan, it's going to be interesting. They have very confident that they can take out Negan and his guys, so... Um, uh, Abraham got kind of beat up by yeah he gets he, get, he basically gets his ass kicked looks like he almost gets choked out yeah he looked like he was about to die but Abraham is not going to be beaten by almost any other one individual at least we've seen I think he was distracted he was distracted by his little love thing going on and it was you know his mind wasn't in it but it's just interesting to see Abraham getting stomped um anyway so they're 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 talking about the saviors. They're telling, and Jesus is telling the, the story. The saviors is the name of Negan's people. Yes, they are, they are the saviors. Yeah, they're they're talking about Negan's people. Jesus' name drops them. It says calls them the saviors. Tells them what they're about and what they did. And in the episode, Jesus says that um, just just to prove a point, just to instill the fear in them, they killed one of uh, their group. One of their group, just a sixteen-year-old boy, beat him to death in front of them. Just because, like, th- just to prove, to intend still fear to show him that Negan wasn't messing around. That's how Negan works. According, yeah, you know, according to 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 Jesus. So, and and Rick and company think that they can take him down. They they they're they very are. confident in that. And so, and that's what they're that's what they're gonna go do. They're going to uh, they're leaving. They they negotiate a deal where they get half of the stuff up front. Yes, uh, half of everything the, the hilltop has. 
and that's the deal they're going to negotiate. They're, they they get half the stuff. They're going to go get that guy back from Negan. They're going to kill Negan and the Saviors. And it was funny. Jesus said, uh, "Even Negan didn't get this much up front." Yeah, so it's it's very interesting. Um, I I their their confidence is through the roof. They they really do think that they're gonna right. They're gonna beat the the Saviors, but so then uh, yeah. So then that leads into you know we got five more episodes this year of The Walking Dead until season finale. Season finale will be the fifth episode. Well, no, it won't be for this year, just for... Well, this season. Yeah, just this season. Yeah, It'll be back the next, in October. And, uh, so, you know, we got to see what... You know, they got five more episodes to see what they're going to do about all this, like, all their planning, and you know, and... All right, well, we're going to get into a little bit of... A little bit of comic book comparisons that some of you guys that haven't read the comics might not want to partake in. Uh, we will tell you on the description how long this takes, so you don't have to. You can worry about skipping over it to the end. Yeah. So, so comic book spoilers galore coming your way. If you don't want to hear them, now would be a great time for the episode to end for you. Um, then thank you for listening, and uh, we're gonna do a little comparison. So we'll give you a couple seconds to close it out. All right. Uh, there, we just have a couple things like um, they mention Jesus mentions they ran out of ammo. Like, so the hilltop has no ammo at all, which is which is interesting because for you know how do you survive in the world without ammo to begin with? And I believe it's the way he said it. It's a little foreshadowing to how uh, later on Eugene create Eugene creates a uh, Eugene they they in Alexandria when they when they uh, when they um they expand a little bit. They get into they you know they find a big warehouse and it it's like an ammunition factory so um, Eugene know, he knows how to work it and he, he they get into um, making their own ammunition and they use that as part of their trades and all that stuff like that. And another little uh, spoiler we're gonna tell you is uh, when he tells about when Jesus is telling you about beating that dude right off the bat he says right off the bat which I think is a little uh, foreshadow little, little foreshadow to because, as you know, the comic book guys, Negan carries around a bat named Lucille that he has wrapped in barbed wire when she likes to beat his victims with. And We're not going to spoil too, too much, but, you know, that's that's a little thing to his... Basically, that same thing that happened to the Hilltop, it, we're going to we're gonna see it again in a different light. And it's just... It's, it's beautiful in the sense of villainy. Um, oh, yeah. But it's not beautiful for the Walking Dead gang. Um, it's it's just something else. Negan is a force to be reckoned with, and the the confidence that they have alone is just crazy. Like I can't, I we cannot stress to you guys enough how just insane Negan is. Like he just doesn't give a fuck, and that is the, and you'll know too. That is the best way to put it. Like we said earlier in the podcast about them filming everything twice, Negan is a foul mouth, badass motherfucker. Like he really, truthfully is. He, I, I've never been so excited to see a villain come from book to screen, more, more or less, a lot like like seeing a really well done Joker from Batman being put on television or put on into a movie. Like I, I I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see. Uh, Jared Leto be the Joker. It, just as much as I can't wait to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan become the Negan, become Negan. Like, um, I'm 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 super excited about it. 
And once again, thank you for listening to the third episode of Nerd Talkalypse. Uh, my name is Lane. Yep, and my name is Deej, and that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Um, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard today, f- uh, find us on iTunes. Let us know. And then, uh, we don't know what we talk about next week yet. Just uh, keep posted to our Twitter and our Facebook, and uh, maybe you'll find out. Yep, absolutely. We have some spec. We have some ideas, but we're not, you know, we're not too sure. But um, we'll uh, we'll keep you all posted. Nerd Talk Ellipse has assumed no claim and is not endorsed by material used in this podcast production. All music, sounds, and references are copyrighted under the franchise name. Nerd Talk Ellipse can be contacted by phone, email, or social media. You can contact us by email, nerdtalklips at gmail.com, on Twitter, at nerdtalklips, or by phone at 814-299-6653. For more content, you can check out our blog at www.nerdtalklips.weebly.com, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdtalklips. If you like what you heard today, we want to hear from you. Please leave us a review on iTunes, or you can find us in the Android market on Stitcher and Player FM. If there's a subject you wish us to talk about, please let us know. We will do our absolute best and research the subject and bring it to you next episode. Thank you for listening to Nerd Talklips.